Hello there, my friend. It is so good to have you here. And as always, thank you for tuning in again for another episode of the Money Mindset Podcast. And thank you also for the incredible feedback on my last episode. I have to start with telling you a little bit of a truth. I had already pressed uh, post on this uh, episode But as soon as I did, I had something within me that said, no, I had more to add to it. So I've deleted it. I've come back again and I'm re-recording it and adding a heck of a lot more information in this. So I did intentionally want it to be short and sweet, but it is going to be a juicy one. I guarantee it because today I want to talk about a question I am often asked, which is, is it safe to keep money in the bank? My response to this question is more than just, in my opinion, a simple no. And it's also a no from a few different for a few different reasons. So let's go, let's get into it. Number one, it's a no because when you deposit money into your bank account, you are under a very misguided illusion that it's actually still your money. <laughs> and it is your money. But when you deposit money into a bank, it becomes the bank's money also. It becomes a liability for the bank because they need to ultimately pay you back at some stage when you want to have it back. But have you ever tried taking out a large sum of cash? You know, there are daily limits set to how much you can withdraw from an ATM and even daily limits for how much you can actually transfer. Now, yes, I know that the banks will say that this is, of course, for uh, your safety, for our safety, that this is to protect your account from either being hacked or from having someone steal your money via an ATM using a bank account. Yet these limits, setting these limits hasn't prevented online hackers or thieves from being able to access people's accounts Uh, via the internet or otherwise. And internet theft is still very much happening on a daily basis. So I don't particularly buy that, you know, idea of, you know, oh, it's done for your safety, for your protection. In In my opinion, the real reason banks set these daily limits is because they simply don't have the amount or they don't have the amount or the amount of currency that shows on your screen as an available amount in cash. It's all just digits flying around. So the illusion we've been conditioned to believe is that when we deposit a thousand dollars, you know, that the bank notes that we've just deposited are going to go somewhere safe and they're going to sit there until we need them. And that is just simply not true. Banks are playing monopoly with our money every single day. They are lending it out to someone else and they're earning an interest. So when a bank lends out money, this is an asset for them. When you deposit money into the bank, that becomes a liability for them. Number two, one of the things that really bothers me is how protected banks are. And yes, sure, they need some sort of protection because We've again been taught that this is the institution that we should be trusting with our money and that this is the institution that we will that will allow us to borrow and I'm using inverted commas uh, borrow money from so we can, you know, buy a car or buy a house, you know, 
the words and the language used by the banking industry has conditioned us to believe and develop, I believe, this false sense of security. We ask the bank for a loan. You know, we say things like the bank will lend us money. Well, when you realize that they aren't, in fact, lending you anything, they are just creating it out of thin air simply by printing a contract that you sign where you agree to pay back the amount you borrowed with interest, uh, that is ultimately what is going on. I believe that this is one of the greatest deceptions that we have been taught uh, to accept and to believe. Number three, another thing that really also bothers me about banks is that they are the only industry that is protected by governments worldwide. They are considered too big to fail, and there are laws set up to create. Uh, there are laws set up and created to protect these large banks. When big banks fail, they are bailed out by governments, which really means that they are bailed out by the taxpayers. The same people who are told that their money is safe in the banks are the ones who are ultimately bailing out the banks. Then there is a bank bail-in. This is when the depositor's money is used to prevent the banks from going bankrupt. And all the while, there is no CEO of, the ba of a bank where this has occurred that has been held accountable. And when I talk about held accountable, I'm not just saying that they are you know, simply slapped on the wrist with a fine, that obviously they can simply pay off, but no, no actual accountability is taken by these CEOs. No one is ever imprisoned for creating uh, these bank bailouts, you know, for, for creating the bankruptcy and, the, and for creating the chaos that can sometimes be created by these banks. Yet, you know, the people whose lives these banks uh, can potentially destroy, what do they get, Right. In Australia, the bail-in laws stipulate that the Australian government will guarantee deposits of up to $250,000 in authorised deposit-taking institutions, also known as ADIs. These are, of course, such as banks, including online and digital banks. And this simply means that if something happens to the bank or that the bank does go bankrupt, that this money is supposed to be guaranteed by the government and financial regulator uh, APRA uh, to be paid back to you. However, when you do some extra research into this um, law, there doesn't actually stipulate exactly how the government is supposed to be paying you back this money. If cash is still legal tender, will this still be the form in which you can obtain your money back in? Or would there be a limit set for how much you can actually access back? Or would this amount only be accessible via a digital currency, much like the one that the RBA is currently testing out? Number four, in my opinion, it's not safe to keep large amounts of money in your bank because it is losing its value on a daily basis. Up until two years ago, every year, the savings you had sitting in your account was losing 3% of its value through inflation. Today, that inflation rate is now at 5.1%.
And the way that the RBA measures this is by using the consumer price index. However, the reason I also don't trust this form of measurement is because they get to pick and choose which industries are included in this index, which ultimately means that they are manipulating the percentage so that they can publish what they want the public to perceive or what they want the public to believe in. So again, when answering the question, if our money is safe in the bank from a place of value, then no, in my humble opinion, our money is not safe. However, I feel that this question goes deeper than just losing value or not trusting the bank. Because when I hear people or when I have someone asking me, you know, is money, if money is safe in the bank, what they are really seeking is financial security. And personally for me, I have disconnected from feeling uh, that financial security when seeing digits on a screen. I no longer define feeling security in this way. I define feeling secure through diversification, through creating multiple sources of income. I feel security knowing that, you know, if my tap tap, you know, again, inverted commas there, that if the, the card system doesn't work at the checkouts, that I have cash easily available to me. If the ATM stops working, I have cash available, you know, easily. If I run out of my cash, I perhaps can firstly sell my crypto. And of course, as you will know, I love precious metals. So this would be my absolute last resort to do. But I feel security through having options and not having all my eggs in that one basket. And what I've learnt and uh, what I believe is far more important than asking if our money is safe in the bank is the question of what do you want your money to do for you? You know, what are you actually saving for? What is the intention for having so much money in your account? Because if the intention is to make money work for you, then holding it in a bank account isn't going to do that. If the intention is saving money to buy assets, then you need to define what asset, what asset you are wanting to purchase. How much do you need to save? What is the number that you need to reach? What do you need to know about that asset class so that you, so that when the uh, time to make the investment or purchase arrives, that you are prepared? I cannot begin to tell you how much clarity knowing the answers and reflecting on these questions will help you and guide you and help you to also feel more confident with your money by knowing exactly what you want that money to do for you. Uh, because, you know, you, you, work, you worked your butt off. <laughs> you know, we all do. You know, hard, I, I do believe that Australians are really hard workers and we want to make sure that our money isn't just being protected or safe in a bank but we want to know what intentions we, we have with that money. So a lot of what I have spoken about in this episode today is essentially what I believe part three in my money action plan. So if you haven't grabbed yourself a copy uh, before or if perhaps if it's still sitting in your inbox, now is the time to go grab it, to go and have a read through it. 
I will also be offering and hosting a free webinar on Monday to discuss the five things that you can do to protect your wealth in 2022. There is a lot happening all at once in our world right now. And rather than focusing on the problem and perpetuating that same lower vibrational energies, I wish to be part of the group of people who are offering solutions. I want to invite you to focus back on yourself, you know, on what you want for your life, what you want to leave as your footprint in the sand. I love that song by Beyonce, I Was Here. And it's a song that has always really helped me stay anchored into knowing what I want out of life, what I want to leave as my legacy to, for my children. Because I know you work damn hard for it, damn it. <laughs> and my mission and my passion is to, to teach people like you who want more out of life and who want more out of their money and they want their money to work for them. So I hope that, you know, I hope that I see you uh, on my webinar on Monday, 15th of August at 7 p.m. Sydney Eastern Standard Time. And I hope that perhaps you got something out of this episode today. And if you did, and if it was the first time perhaps that you were hearing some of the information I shared with you, don't just listen to me. Go do that research for yourself too. Go Google some of the stuff that I mentioned today in this podcast uh, and share it perhaps with a friend. You know, the best form, uh, I think, of, of getting comfortable and developing a strong and healthy relationship with money is to continue having conversations about money, especially with people that perhaps we have felt uncomfortable having a conversation um, about money with. I always love hearing from you as well. So feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know if there is a topic or a question that you want me to talk more about here on my podcast. As always, thank you for being here with me. And until next time, ciao for now. Oh,